You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Giants fans and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's News Podcast. We're speaking to you on Thursday, the day after we heard that Eli Manning will officially announce his retirement from the Giants during a press conference on Friday. So obviously the focus of today's show is going to be Eli Manning, reactions to Eli, thoughts on his career. And here to help me discuss that is good friend, Pat Trainer, Pat, how you doing today? Doing well, Ed. I'm bracing for a very busy day, a very busy end of the week. So let's uh, let's get the ball rolling. All right, let's do that. And we we kind of knew that this day was coming, but uh, you know, you're you're just really you know. Let's start with the general your initial reactions to to the news that that Eli Manning's going to hang him up. Well, I mean. Like you said, you knew it was coming. It was just a matter of when he was going to announce it. I thought he might wait until after the Super Bowl. But um, I guess in retrospect, you know, Eli was going to, I think, be down in Miami. He was going to be doing the charity circuit, the talk circuit. And how much of a distraction would that have been? to have people at every turn asking him, what are your plans for the future? It probably would have taken away from, you know, the cause that Eli is championing. So getting it in this week, it's kind of a dead week for the NFL. The only thing really going on is the senior bowl and, you know, the new coaching staffs are kind of filling out um, their assistance. So this was probably the best week to do it. Um, he, Eli is going to get a tremendous send off. I, I, I wrote something this morning. It's going to be a retirement party to end all retirement parties. The Giants are holding the press conference in the field house as opposed to the auditorium, which right there should tell you a, a little something about the size of the crowd they are expecting on hand. And you know what? Having covered Eli his entire career here with the Giants. It is a very, you know, it's a sad day, but it, it's not one that, you know, was unexpected. You you knew it was coming and, and, and it's here and it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting, Patty. The thing that strikes me this morning as I think about everything that I've read and everything that I've seen, the thing that that strikes me is just the the outpouring of of love and respect for this man that has nothing to do with him as a football player. Well, I mean, that just goes to show you that Eli was was a lot of things. You know, he was he was about the game, you know, but in an era Ed where you have a lot of guys who come in and use the game to promote their brand, Eli kind of, you know, he he, he played the game and used 
used it in a way to, you know, or used his platform that he gained from the game to promote um, charities and causes that were near and dear to his heart. You know, he put a heavy emphasis on helping children who were stricken with cancer. That was a very, you know, important cause for him. Um, seeing eye dogs for the blind, another important cause for him. You, there, there are just so many. And, and just he was a dinosaur in that re- regard because, again, nowadays you look at on Twitter and on Instagram and you see all these athletes who are promoting every kind of product under the sun because you know, and, and they're being you know sought by these companies because they're football players. And I'm not saying Eli didn't do his commercial endorsements; he did, but it it wasn't about the brand with him. It was about the game first, and then all the other stuff was just kind of secondary. Whereas with some of the athletes of today's game, it's it's about the brand, and the game is just oh, okay. Well, I got to keep the game up, you know, because that's what keeps me relevant. I find it interesting that. You know, as we talk about Eli, that news comes down at the same time that the the Baseball Hall of Fame vote came down, and that Derek Jeter, you know, was was uh, voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. I think missed, you know, being unanimous by by one vote. You know, and you know, we we can argue about that all we want, but but I just find it interesting because of the way those two guys sort of represented, you know, New York, New Jersey area. Um, you know, represented their their teams, and to me, they were just kind of tied. And like you said, it's sort of old school. Just do the job and let it speak for itself. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, look, Derek Cheater, the epitome of class. I I don't think you'll find anybody out there who says that you know will say that he is not worthy of uh, the Hall of Fame. Um, and, and all that he accomplished. And, you know, unfortunately, you can't say the same about Eli Manning. I've seen some critics out there who believe that Eli doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. And that's a topic for another show, I would think. But, um, but you know, look, the guy was everything you could have asked for, um, you know, during his career. He never got in trouble. He was he, he was the face of the franchise. And he did it as well as anybody out there you could ask for and and to go along with that you know he won some games for them now we can sit here and we can debate well you know the last several years he wasn't very good all right yeah but he also didn't have very good talent around him and at last i checked football is a is a team sport yeah i've always said you know you go back to the whole quarterbacks get too much credit and too much blame kind of thing and you and i have talked about this before but mike you know, my contention with, over these past several seasons is that the franchise let Eli Manning down more than Eli ever did the reverse. I have always said I just thought there should have been more winning while he was the quarterback. And I don't think you can blame him for the fact that there wasn't. Uh, just your thoughts on that real quickly. No, I absolutely agree with you. You know, people have to remember it takes 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense, 11 guys on special teams to make a game, all right? It's not all on Eli. Now, I'm not sitting here and saying that his skills didn't start to decline a little bit as he got older. That's just natural. It happens to everybody. 
But to sit there and to blame him the way some people have for the Giants' misfortunes is just ridiculous. It just never made sense to me. You know, you want to go and blame somebody, go back and blame you know, the previous regime for, for all the failed draft picks and, and the high priced free agent contracts that didn't work out. That's what you that's what you want to look at. Sure it is, Patty, sure it is. And I know um you know, just quickly I think you and I both agree that 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 Eli should be a Hall of Famer. I know we don't want to do a whole you know, a whole show on that, but but it's my guess that he'll make the Hall of Fame. But probably not, you know, first ballot. I think there's just going to be some some debate, you know, because I I know his legacy's kind of complicated. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I one of the things I'm I'm going to be doing this morning, um, I'm going to be talking to a Hall of Fame voter to kind of get some insight into you know what goes into that, um, and I'm going to have that as part of an article I'm working on. Uh, in which I argue Eli should be on the, in the Hall of Fame, but um, you know he's going to have his distra- his detractors. He, he you know he's always had them, and I said this when Phil Sims retired, and I will say it again now: all those who you know detracted from Eli and and, and bashed him, they're going to miss him when he is gone. That's not to say that I think Daniel Jones is going to be a bust. I don't think that at all, but. Everybody is unique in their own way, and Eli was very, very good at, at making adjustments and making plays and pulling rabbits out of his hat to win games. We, you know, Jones may very well turn out to be that type of quarterback too. We don't know that, and you know, everybody's optimistic, and, and I have my fingers crossed. But we know what we had with Eli Manning, and that those are some pretty big shoes for anybody to follow. All right, so Patty, as you think about Eli Manning's career, you know, and we know that you covered his entire career with the Giants from, you know, you've since you've been doing this, uh, you've been covering the Giants longer than I have, so you've you've seen his entire career. Just tell me as you think back on it, and just favorite moments for you of of covering Eli Manning or or watching his entire career. Oh my gosh, there's so many, Ed. I, I mean, God, you, you got you got half a day to to go over all of them. Um, I always like the the one that kind of jumps out is the San Francisco playoff game where he absolutely got pummeled to the ground. We call that the Eli in the mud game, and 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 how he just kept bouncing up, and basically in his own way kept saying, "Come on, is that the best you got?" And and, and he just. I was talking with Lawrence Tynes about that game last week, and we were just amazed at how Eli got so beaten up. I think he was hit twelve times. He was sacked another six, and if you you know that that was that was a good chunk. I, I want to see somewhere in the forty percentile range of his dropbacks, and yet he just got up and he kept he kept doing his thing. So that would that would definitely you know be. Uh, a favorite memory on field. And then I have some off field stuff, you know, just from my encounters during the course of the locker room. And I'll share one, um, a couple, uh, was it last year? No, it was two years. It was in 2018. Um, during the bye week I had had uh, a special guest on the podcast, uh, who was a character. He played a character, um, on Seinfeld, which is Eli Manning's favorite TV show. And when I had gotten, 
finished taping that segment, the guy, the guy, and Steve Heitner, it was, it was, he played Kenny Banya, for those of you who are Seinfeld fans. So anyway, when we were done taping our segment, he said to me, do you actually see Eli Manning during the day? I said, yeah, I do. I'm a, I'm a reporter. I'm in the locker room. I see him, you know, when he talks at his locker. So he said to me, do you think I could tape a message and do you think you could play it for him? And I said, yeah, I don't see why not. So he recorded a very short message thanking him and, and you know, saying it's been a joy watching you, you know, go from being a rookie to, to a champion and thank you so much for the memories. You know, it was something sort, short and sweet. So I, I taped it and I had it on my recorder. And I remember after um, after Eli had done a session at his locker, I, I said to him, so I said, for the man who has everything, I said, I have something that I want to share with you. So he looked at me and he was, he was intrigued. He goes, what's that? I said, I have a personal message for you that I taped from Steve Heitner. So at first he said, he looked at me and goes, who the hell is Steve Heitner? And I said, Kenny Banya. And his eyes lit up like saucers, saucers, uh, saucers. And he was like, Kenny Banya from Seinfeld. I said, yep. So he goes, Cool. You know, he got he got very childlike. He's like, oh, my God, cool. So anyway, I couldn't play for him that day because he had to do other uh, media obligations. But a couple weeks later, I played it. You know, he, he saw me in the crowd and, and he kind of like motioned for me to come over. He's like, you still got that that, you know, recording. I said, I do. I said, do you want to hear it now? He says, yeah, yeah. So again, very short recording. I played it for him and he sat there and he listened to it. And the expression on his face, Ed, was just priceless. And I remember in the locker room, you know, I, I had to pump pump up the volume so other people around there heard it. And a member of the Giants PR staff was like, who's that? I says, it's Kenny Banya or, you know, Steve Heitner from, from Seinfeld. And, you know, it's Eli's favorite program. And Eli was just absolute. I mean, the smile on his face was tremendous. And he looked at me and, and, and he, you know, he shook my hand and he says, thank you. He said that, that, that was something else. And it just, it, it, you know, you very rarely saw the, what people call the human side of Eli. He was always very stoic in his approach. And to see that smile, to see something so simple as, as a short message like that. And it was just, it was a tremendous moment. And it's one probably, you know, that I'll always cherish because, you know, the players, they do a lot of favors for us in terms of, Hey, I need you for five minutes here. Can you give me a, you know, a one-on-one and whatnot? And let's face it for some of them, it's not their favorite thing. So it, it was just, it was nice to be able to, to see that expression on his face, especially at a time when he was getting beaten up in the media and by the fans for being the cause of the Giants' problems. That's a great story, Patty. And it, it just reminds me that one of the things that I always think about when we talk to these players is these guys are people. They're, you know, they're, they're in the public eye. You know, they've got a lot of money, but they're people with families and feelings and things that they like and things that they don't like. And and for me, that's that particular story is a great reminder of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I can count on maybe one hand the number of times Eli let his guard down and showed what we call the human side or, or an emotion other than that steel face, you know, robotic-like motion, uh, um, demeanor that we, um, you know, that we have come to expect from him. 
you know, I, I can remember another time, you know, in the locker room where um, this, I want to say this was like mid-year, midway through his career, he was in a, a group and I had gotten to the group late and I started to ask him a question, which he thought was a repeat of a question he had answered five times already. So he cut me off and he said, I've already answered that question. So I said to him, let me finish. And then you tell me if you've answered the question, because the way I started it was it sounded like it was the same question, but it actually wasn't. So when he found out it wasn't the same question, he answered it for me. And then I said, "Okay, thank you. And I walked away and I started to do my other stuff. And he came up to me afterwards, tapped me on the shoulder and he apologized for being rude in his words. And he said, are we good? I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, I wasn't offended by it. So just little elements like that. I remember, you know, from the locker room, I remember the human side of him. And I also remember, you know, how he just, (laughs) I I mean, I could tell you a million stories, you know, from behind the scenes, just things I saw in the locker room, like when they would call him grandpa or uncle or stuff like that, because as he got older, the players seemed to get younger and the generation gap was starting to show. So just a tremendous, um, individual and and uh you know a a great representative of football of the new york area and you know joe judge spoke about wanting to put a a team on the field that represented what the giant fans are all about the hard-working blue collar you know in your face go get them type of mentality that was eli manning to me agreed patty agreed a special guy special player you know, special person. And for me, I think those, the memories of, of him more as a person is, is I think what, what you carry. I mean, we all saw what he was on the field and and we know the last few years weren't great, but for me, it's, it's how he treated everybody else. It's how he represented the franchise. I think that, that I will always remember. Yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, I, I was watching some old videos. Uh, the Giants had put out some video compilations, and I saw this one where he spoke from the heart. It was it was the one at Giants. Uh, I think it was Giant. Yeah, it was Giant Stadium at the time. It was after the first Super Bowl, and how he spoke from the heart about you know you guys have been great, and we won this for you. You know, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but you could just feel the sincerity and. Those times when Eli allowed his personality to come through and, you know, I could, I mean, again, if you got half a day, I could tell you stuff about, you know, pranks he pulled on his teammates. I mean, for the book that I have coming out in the spring on the Giants, I talked to a lot of his teammates about, you know, some of the pranks. There's a chapter on on him uh, and what kind of quarterback and what kind of person he was in the book that I have coming out in the spring. And he just was, um, you know. Nobody ever had a bad thing to say about him. And uh, I, I could just sit here and I could probably tell you a million different stories from his time with the team. And they're all good ones. And and they just show what kind of you know teammate and what kind of person he was. Or is, I should say. He's not dead, obviously. <laughs> no, and that reminds me of the way that he treated, you know, being benched this past year. You know where he said, you know, he said, "I'm, I'm not dying," and and you know, it is what it is, and that was typical Eli. Patty, listen, let's, you know, we could talk about Eli all day long. You know, as you said, we could, you know, we could swap stories. We could, you know, we could, uh, you know, we could talk about our memories. But let's wrap this up. Why don't you tell folks, 
you know what what coverage you have over at the Giants Maven you know coming up about Eli and uh, I know that I will see you tomorrow over at the facility on what should be a a very sort of emotional crazy day you know at, over at uh, 1925 Giants Drive yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, the Giants maybe we have a streamlined URL now. Thank goodness, because it was starting to get a mouthful for me to say the long URL we had. So you could find us at Giants Country, and um, I'm working on uh, a couple of special features, including my arguments for why Eli Manning should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm doing a video tribute in which I have asked my Twitter followers to submit their favorite memories and to ask what, you know, and I'm going to basically use that and create a video um, just kind of, you know, our favorite memories and, and, and whatnot about Eli Manning. Um, I'm going to have a conversation with a hall of fame voter as part of that hall of fame article. And then I have a perspectives piece. This is going to be a personal type of perspectives piece because look, we all know what Eli Manning has done in his career, what I want to do in this piece is I want to share some of my personal memories because I think th- those are those are going to be unique, number one. And number two, you know, just to kind of g- gain an, a better appreciation, I guess, for the type of person he was because everybody, you know, looked at the football and, and if they lost, oh, my God, he, you know, get rid of the bum. Or if he won, yay, let's erect a statue in his honor. So I'm going to be doing that. I will have um, obviously coverage of the press conference tomorrow. Um, I'm going to actually attempt my very first stand-up for SI.com at that press conference, which should be interesting. And besides all that, we've got the regular, you know, the regular stuff, draft profiles. We've got, um, I'm going to, you know, the coaching staff. I'm going to have a perspective on that. So just working on a bunch of stuff. And it never, you know, you never slow down with this stuff. No, you don't, Patty. You know, my my family asks me all the time, what do you guys do during the off season? you know, covering football? And, and, and the question just makes me laugh. Yeah, seriously. All right, Patty, thank you very much. I will see you tomorrow over at, uh, over at the Giants facility. Thank you, uh, Giants fans, as always, for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.